Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the fourth quarter podcast. Once again, Sleet is not here. I don't know what's going on with that, bro, but he's not replying to my text messages. So we have my other friend Benji on the show today, and we're going to recap week one, talk about Lamar. Is he leaving Baltimore? Who knows? And then we'll predict week two. So let's get right into this. Right off the bat, I went seven and nine in my predictions for week one. Do you know how awful that is? That's that's pretty bad, man. That's it's literally bad. the 49ers record this year, bro. That is crazy. <laughs> that's that's harsh. <laughs> that's harsh. Jesus. Uh, let, let, let's get into this. So let's talk about Thursday night football when the Bills obliterated the former Super Bowl champions. Watching that game was fucking it was crazy i didn't expect that at all to be fair it's sad that i was happier watching the rams lose thursday night than watching the 49ers play football on sunday (laughs) i agree with the way the 49ers play i understand it but dude josh allen and that entire buffalo bills team i mean they were on fire they hit they were hitting on all cylinders, the defense, the offense, special teams, like if you like blowouts, I mean that game is definitely one you didn't want to miss. It started off close. That's the thing. It was close at first, and out of nowhere it was like, nope. They just they turned it on and never turned it off. Now, no, no. Is there is there we're gonna talk about overreactions for some of these teams? Do Rams fans and Rams need to overreact over this week one loss? Jalen Ramsey did not look good. Um Stafford looked awful. You can tell that arm thing was bugging him. As Rams fans should for 41. Ugh. How many interceptions? Three interceptions. Three interceptions. Should yeah. Rams fans overreact right now, or is this just a week one slump? They're gonna get back into it. They're a good team with a good coach. Like, what do you think Rams fans need to need to be thinking about right now after this disturbing loss? I think you should be a little worried. I mean, you are up against one of the best teams in football, sure, but you're just coming off of a Super Bowl season, only losing a couple of guys. I think you 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 don't get super worried, but you might have that thought in your back of the in the back of your head that's like, oh fuck, you know what I mean? It sucked this year. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Rams, I'm sorry. Zero and one starting off the year. I saw it coming though. I got that prediction right. This prediction I did not get right. Um, the Browns versus the Panthers. Baker Mayfield in the first like three quarters, dude. That was so hard to watch. Thankfully, I wasn't really watching it. But when I was watching it, oh my god. Yeah. We're not going to talk much know. about this game. Uh, Baker Mayfield did not get his revenge. He he flopped. He failed. Um, expected. Expected, to be fair. Brissett looked like freaking Russell Wilson in his prime. Like, that was... That was pretty embarrassing. Katie York, though. Let's get up to Katie York. Let's give let's give a round of applause for Katie York right now. Let's come on. Cop it up for him. Look at the kid. Four for four. Oh, and he made the game winning field goal. And the thing is, he's your starting kicker on Mutt. If you play Madden Ultimate Team, he's your starting kicker. You want him off your team in five seconds because he is not good, right? <laughs> but you know, he he proved to all the Mutt nerds that he can make your game winning field goal. Hey man, after so, that performance, he got an eighty-one <laughs> overall too. So he did get an upgrade in Mutt. So congratulations, Katie York. You are this season's Rodrigo Blankmanship. 
Did you see they cut Rodrigo? They cut, but we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that when we go to their game right now. I can't believe that. That was crazy. All right, we got the Steelers and the Bengals, bro. That bro, what did I watch? Joe Burrow. My Joe Burr. What? What was that? Five. It was six ice turnovers? cold, dude. He had five turnovers, four interceptions, and a fumble, I believe, or it might have been three interceptions and a fumble. Either That's way. Just- my God, both of the teams that were in the Super Bowl looked like they never sniffed playoffs in the week. Like that was embarrassing. Um, Joe Burrow, my agenda of him not being a top ten quarterback, it's working. It's working. It's going forward. I was very happy about that. Let's talk about the Steelers, though. Mitch Trubisky, they looked iffy. The thing is, the fact that the Bengals gave up five turnovers and this game still went into overtime. It's not a good look for the Steelers. I'm going to be honest with you. Not a good look at all. I mean, when you're winning the turnover battle like that, you should you should be outscoring your opponent a little bit more than three points at the end of the game. Exactly. It should not have been that close. So, I mean, all props to the Steelers for being the underdogs, wearing your black Air Force Ones, and getting this victory. But at the same time, I have a lot of worry the fact that you had five turnovers and you didn't blow them out. That is just crazy to me. That defense did look insane, though. Mika Fitzpatrick, Alex Highsmith, that defense was crazy good. I mean, Akello Willispoon got an interception. I mean, Niners former legend, Niners Akello legend right there, exactly. Yes, sir. Uh, that defense looks good. They lost TJ Watt for six weeks, I think it is. I do not know. But yeah, that is had very a torn peg. That is going gonna to hurt the Steelers a lot, and... I mean, maybe getting this week one victory might help out the morale of the team and stuff going forward. But Bengals fans and Steelers fans, I'm worried a little bit. Maybe not so much the Bengals because Jamar Chase made that ridiculous catch in his zone. I mean, it wasn't really a catch. It. I wish it was a catch though. Did you just see like his one <laughs> catch before, like the four seconds left on the clock? Yeah. Yeah. Blocks field goal. We gotta talk about the field goal kickers, bro. I forgot about this. <laughs> Bro, week one, close. week one field goal kickers. I, if, what happened, man? Bro, he was kicking the extra point. He makes the extra point, and they win the game. And freaking Minka Fitzpatrick blocked it. Minka Fitzpatrick went to, off. He proceeded to miss the game-winning field goal in overtime. It's crazy. So, I don't know what was wrong with the kickers this week. They need some. They need some juice, though, because they did not have it. They didn't have the dog in them. That's it. For real. They did not have that dog in them. Anyways, that game was crazy. Probably the best game of the week. Move on to probably the worst game of the week. (laughs) The Colts and the Texans. We'll start off with the kicking again. Rodrigo Blankenship missed, I think it was two or three field goals, and one of them was the game-winning field goal in overtime. Yeah. What happened with the Colts? (sighs) I don't even know, man. They they gave the ball to Jonathan Taylor 31 times, and he just wasn't – he didn't have that dog in him. 161 yards on 31 carries, you'd expect a little bit more against the Texans. He just went off as a player of the year. He was an all-pro last year. Like Against the Texans' D-line, I expect 31 carries to go for maybe 220 yards. Yeah. But, again, they threw the ball 50 times. Matt Ryan went 32 for 50. So, 
here's what my my thought process is: thirty-one touches to your star running back, and fifty passing attempts from your quarterback, and your offense only put up twenty points. Twenty points. That's, That's sad. Against a not so good Texans defense, I honestly couldn't even name a single player on that defense. I can name one or two. Is Whitney Merciless <laughs> still there? That's the only one I can think of right now. I don't think so. Oh, Desmond King. But, Desmond King, yeah. an absolute legend. I love Desmond King. They got um, Desmond King and Derek Stingley. That's probably all I could name off the top of my head. Yeah, but I mean... Still. Te- do, do Texans fans get excited about this, or do Colts fans worry about this? I mean, that's not a good look at all. Not at all. When you have 81 total touches from your starting QB and your starting running back alone, and you've only put up 20 points at the end of the game, it's it's a little sad that you're not producing more with that many touches from your two guys. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, Michael Pittman Jr. was amazing that game. I'm, we, we can't take credit away from him. He was outstanding. But I mean... Jonathan Taylor, he gave me a load of fantasy points, I'm not going to lie, but at the same time, <laughs> this is one of my fantasy about the Colts. He needs to do more on 31 touches, and maybe Matt Ryan is actually washed. Maybe he's not good anymore. Who knows? Rest in peace to Rodrigo Blankenship in his entire career, though. That man's never going to get signed again. He was a meme last year. He was a legend last season. He's done. He is done. Yeah. It's unfortunate. His glasses are swag, dude. Had the most drip out of any <laughs> NFL kicker. Congrats so to, to see the they Texans, may let though. him walk. Congrats to the Texans. I, I I didn't think they would win this game, and they tied it. So there we go. Ravens and Jets. We don't have to talk much about this game. Congratulations to the Ravens. Um, it destroyed the Jets as expected. Probably the only team that did what we expected to happen this week. Yeah. Um, you see Joe Flacco like kind of just stare at Lamar after he threw <laughs> a bomb. He threw that bomb touchdown to Devin Duvernay, I think. Or was that Bateman? That was uh, so yeah. funny, man. That was like a meme everywhere, bro. Did you see what Robert Sala said about like keeping receipts on getting memed? I did see that. Robert Sala, please keep this receipt. You guys are not going to be good for the next two to three years. I'm sorry. It's not going to happen. I just find it funny that he's doing that and then... I mean, he's going to be keeping receipts for 17 weeks of football. You know what I mean? He's keeping receipts for 17 years of coaching <laughs> New York Jets because they will never be good. I'm sorry. Anyways, move on for that game. That game, not much to talk about. Congrats to Lamar, though. Um, Chiefs and Cardinals. Um, Can we talk about how the entire NFC West, besides the Seattle Seahawks, went 0-1? The three like best teams in the NFC West all lost. Can we talk about Geno Smith? We'll talk about Geno Smith later, but the Cardinals. <laughs> Cardinals got a baby at quarterback, man. Uh, I'm sorry. Who needs to stop playing Call of Duty for what's in his life? Like, watch some film, bro. Like, did you see what Patrick Mahomes did out there? He threw five touchdown passes, and Tyreek Hill was gone. And this isn't like a this isn't like a terrible Cardinals defense. This is a pretty good Cardinals defense. Yeah, I, I just gotta say, man, I think I think the Chiefs completely won the Tyreek Hill trade. Getting rid of Tyreek, I think it removes Patrick's Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes like waiting for Tyreek to get open. Or just now throwing he it down there and hoping he catches it. Like F it Tyreek. Exactly. Goes, yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. I think Patrick Mahomes kind of is more himself now that Tyreek isn't on the roster and he can go through his reads properly. 
and I I think he's gonna be incredible this year. I completely agree. I it really irritated me that everybody was writing off the Chiefs last in the division. Um, they're not gonna be good. You know, I was like, you guys don't understand. Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes. He is quite possibly a Hall of Famer already. Like, I mean. And I mean, if you really want to look into it, they didn't lose anything losing Tyreek. They have Sky Moore out of the draft, Miko exactly. Hardman, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and Juju, and, and Juju. Travis isn't going anywhere. Travis was feasting, bro. Tra- and Clyde Eight receptions, Clyde 121 yards. He had two receiving touchdowns, too. Yeah, I mean, the Chiefs didn't miss Tyreek Hill whatsoever. And if, exactly. if, it was, if this was against like the Jaguars or like the Texans or the Jets, we would be like, yeah, we saw that coming. It's the Cardinals. Though. I don't think anybody expected this game to be a complete blowout. This game was over literally by the second quarter. Yep, it is so, what it is. I mean, it's, a, it's fans, a good Cardinals defense, too. You guys are in shambles right now. Um, Going to the next game, though. The game that everybody said the Vikings were going to win, and for some reason, I was like, I don't want to give that hope to the Vikings because they always fail me. And they actually won. I mean... Look at Justin Jefferson, man. Jay Jettas is going to be this season's Cooper Cup. No doubt about it. Justin Jefferson over Cooper Cup any day of the week. He is easily in contention for the best wide receiver. And probably the worst wide receiver is on the other side of that team. Christian Watson dropped a 75-yard bomb that was laid right in his breadbasket from Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers just laughed it off afterwards. Yeah, I, Christian Watson, I mean, he's tall, he's fast. If he doesn't have the hands, none of that matters. Exactly. I I know last season, the Packers had a very rough week one start as well. I think they lost 38-3 to three to the Saints. Um, and everybody was freaking out, and then they were fine the rest of the year. But they didn't have Devontae Adams. Do you Devontae think we Adams. see that again, though? No. They don't have Devontae I Adams feel like- here. Yeah, I was about to say, I feel like with the loss of Devontae, Aaron Rodgers had spent years just throwing it to people like Jordy Nelson, Devontae Adams. He had that guy. He doesn't have that guy anymore. Yeah. And he just kind of has plumbers at wide receiver at this point. If Christian Watson somehow, like, over the year develops, maybe. um... Maybe we see that midseason if Christian Watson can get his stone hands fixed yeah i'm worried from the packers especially because you guys there was tons of talk of oh packers might have the best secondary this year Jair alexander um rasul douglas eric stokes um adrian amos like they might have the best secondary you know and justin jefferson embarrassed him no granted it's just completely torched him it's but at the same time a lot of teams have these wide receiver ones right i mean if you play the Bills in the Super Bowl, they have Stephon Diggs. And they also have Gabriel Davis. How is your defense going to be able to keep up with that? The Bengals, Jamar exactly. Chase, T. Higgins, um, Tyler Boyd. Also, sorry, T. Higgins got injured. Hopefully, he has a speed recovery. But, you know, like, these teams have those wide receiver ones, wide receivers twos. And if you can't stop Justin Jefferson, like, or at least contain him, you're going to have a lot of trouble playing a lot of teams in the NFL, especially, especially if you can't put up points and compete with Yeah, and, and especially if you can't guard Jefferson with having what we'll, we'll call one of the best cornerbacks in the league in Jair Alexander. I mean, w- what do you expect at that point? Yeah. 
Packers fans, I'm worrying. A lot of these teams, I don't like to worry after week one. I'm worrying if I'm the Packers, though. Move on to the Buccaneers and the Cowboys. One of the predictions I actually got right. You've got to feel for Cowboys fans, man. I mean, as much as we like, we meme them, like we stole them boys. You got to feel cow for for Cowboys fans and Dak Prescott after what happened on Sunday. That was that was embarrassing. That, yeah. Also, the injury to top it all off, it just it's really unfortunate for Cowboys fans. Uh, that really and you sucks. and you look at it, and Jerry Jones is really hardcore pushing that he's just gonna throw Dak in once he's good in four four weeks. And do that, Dak. Dak needs time to heal, and and I like Dak Prescott as a lot, a lot as a quarterback. Um, but this this injury might linger longer than four weeks, and don't throw him in there just because they have to. Great for Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, please, please. But yeah, I mean, dude, they were the only team this entire week that did not score a touchdown. Yeah, it's unfortunate. It is very unfortunate. Um, and my fourth quarter comeback pick was the Bucks were going to come back in the fourth quarter and score a game-winning touchdown. They didn't even have to do that because it was it was over by the second quarter as well. I mean, second Dak Prescott went down, that team was done for. C.D. Lamb did not look like him. He did not have that dog in him, as the cool kids say. So uh, that's the cool kids say. Yeah, I mean, Cowboys fans, I think your guys' season is honestly done. Um, because you guys might be uh, in the Super Bowl this year, so. I think Cowboys, if you guys trade for Jimmy Garoppolo, you have a higher chance of performing in these next couple of weeks because you guys have some really interesting matchups without Dak Prescott, and I don't think you should ride with Cooper Rush. Garoppolo off my football team. I would. I literally hate the Cowboys, but I would love the Cowboys for the rest of my life if they traded for Jimmy Garoppolo. Facts. Falcons, holy crap. The pain. The pain was ever. There was a lot of pain. All right. There was a lot of pain, pain watching this game for both fans. If I'm a Falcons fan, I, I'm probably crying after this game. You were up, what, 26 to 10 in the fourth quarter and you lost? They are the kings of blowing leads. And I mean, if you're the Saints, you were losing 26 to 10 to the Falcons. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's a cool storyline seeing Jameis versus Marcus Mariota. That was a cool storyline. That was a cool storyline. And I love the post-interview game, or the post-game interview with Jameis. Were you talking about a lot of pain? I thought that was so funny. Um, MT made AJ Terrell look like a rookie. Yeah, I want to talk about Sleet's take on AJ Terrell. After that game, I want to know what he's thinking. Michael Thomas is his father. Um, did not expect that from Michael Thomas. But he went out. He balled out. He shutted everybody up. And he did it against a top three, top five cornerback in the NFL. Not against no bum. He did it against A.J. Terrell. He might still be him, and he, he has that dog in him to be him. Yeah, coming off of what? He's been out for... A season and a half or something like that. The last two time he seasons. Football was 2019. I think COVID happened and he still was not playing football. I think the last time he played football, COVID didn't even exist. So it's very cool to see Michael Thomas come back. Slant boy proving everybody wrong. We'll see. We'll see by midseason how he's doing. 
We'll definitely see. Saints fans, congratulations on that victory, though. I had that one correct. Falcons, I don't know why you're surprised. Fourth quarter, you're choking it. I mean, nothing new. Speaking of choking 10-point leads, um, I don't know if I really want to talk about this game because I wanted to cry after I watched it. 49ers and the Bears. The Bears come out on top with a 19-10 win. Hey, yeah. No, no words, man. No words. Bears fans want to call Justin Fields the next coming of Christ after this game. He didn't even look that good. I'm sorry. Exactly. Like, both quarterbacks look average. They were also playing a monsoon, so, I mean, we can't really judge either of them from this game. But let's not act like Justin Fields destroyed and chopped that 49ers defense because they just stopped playing after halftime. Like, it was 10-0. They're up. They came out of halftime, and the 49ers defense were like, do you know what? Maybe I want to commit like six penalties this half, and maybe I want to leave Equinemius St. Brown open for fun. Yeah, that was. I don't know what happened at halftime. The Niners just fell apart. The one person who walked away with a revenge game today was Dante Pettis. The 49ers regret passing up on him and trading him away or cutting him or whatever. One reception, 51 yards for a touchdown. That's just... It's disgusting. Hits Anyways, you right in the heart. Congrats to Bears fans. Niners, I mean, I'm not too worried because it was a monsoon, but that offensive line did look atrocious. The Bears blitzed zero times, and Trey Lance was under constant pressure. Not a good look. Fix that up. I'm going to the game this Sunday uh, in Santa Clara. If we lose to the Seahawks, I will be on the news. That's all I'm going to say. Eagles, Lions, uh, not much to talk about here. Eagles looked great. The Lions also looked great. Um, not too surprised, though. I had the Lions being a pretty decent team coming into this year. Eagles literally almost lost this game towards the end of it. Was it garbage points? Like, was it garbage time points scoring? Or were the Lions actually in contention to win this game? I didn't really watch this game, but looking at the score, looking at the stats, I'd be scared uh, if I was on the Eagles at the end there. I think they could have probably won. Yeah. I, I think I think the end the game ended with an interception. Jared Goff threw a pick, I think. Maybe. I don't know. I didn't really watch the end of that game. Um, but the Lions didn't look bad. St. Brown looked good. Goff looked decent. Swift looked amazing. Yeah, I want to I wanna talk about Swift. I mean, you look at Swift's numbers... Compared to Jonathan Taylor's numbers this week, 15 carries for 144 yards and a touchdown, and they're putting points up on the board. Whereas Jonathan Taylor got the ball 31 times and ran for 164 yards. At 30 more yards on 15, 16 more carries. 15 more carries, exactly. And they didn't put up the points either against a garbage defense. And the Eagles defense is actually a good defense. They have Darius yeah. Slay. Um, they have James Bradbury in the secondary. They have, they have Chauncey Gardner. Yeah, they got Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. And they also have Josh Swift on that D-line. Fletcher Cox. Like They have a good defensive line. and a good. Whereas defense. the Texans don't. Hey, I mean, I was high on DeAndre Swift this entire offseason, so I'm happy it's paying off. Um, Eagles, congratulations. It's a big win right there. 38 points. Very impressive. Move on to this game. There's also not much to talk about. Um, 
the Dolphins beating the Patriots. Not surprised at all. Uh, the Patriots are awful. Mac Jones looked really bad. Um, Tua didn't look amazing though. For being honest. Yeah, I I think Tua still needs some time to settle into this offense. He's got speed demons all over. You you add Raheem Mostert at halfback. You have Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Cedric Wilson, Trent Sherfield, who's also pretty quick. Like, I feel like Tua's game needs to just change a little bit. He needs a quarterback coach. Get Teddy Bridgewater in the room with him and, like, teach him how to throw a football. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Dolphins, congratulations starting off 1-0. and Not very surprised, though. Um, but, I mean, yeah, there's not much to talk about with this game. They looked all right, I guess. Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, they all put up numbers that we expected them to put up. We'll move on to the Jaguars and the Commanders. This game is also in contention for one of the best games of the week, surprisingly. Carson Wentz looked like 2017 Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz for four touchdowns, 313 yards. I mean, crazy. And, crazy and, game. And Jahar Dotson, the rookie, who everybody was like, dumb pick, dumb pick. Bro put up two touchdowns. Bro is silencing the haters. I mean, commanders, you guys look pretty good. The Jags also look pretty good. If Literally, if it wasn't for Trevor Lawrence's entire team selling in the first half, they would have won this game. I mean, what do you expect with the Jaguars sometimes, though, man? Like, yeah. even with all the offensive line additions, everything, really, paying Christian Kirk absurd money, and he, he went he out he and balled. Good, he balled. He balled out, yeah. But um, you just got to look at that team and be like, Okay. Like, okay. Yeah. Um, I think the main reason they lost was Trevor Lawrence's speech in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, dude. Hype up the team a little bit more, man. Come on. Like, oh, that was standing so there bad. in the tunnel, he's he like, like, this is our time right. to show them. Go out and play with some swag. Let's like, go play bro, with some swag. Bro, like, you... dude, you're the captain of this team. Why are you? You're so monotone. You're like staring at everybody. Oh like you, you, you feel like you're gonna lose, and I think that rubbed off a little bit on. Exactly. Me. That's exactly why I would have dropped a walk-in touchdown like Travis Etienne if my quarterback told me to go play with some swag. I was like, I don't know how to play with swag. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> uh, anyways, we'll move on to the Raiders and the Chargers. Um, I JC, mean, JC Jackson didn't play, and the Chargers defense still dominated. Yeah, Devontae Ad- Derek Carr found Devontae Adams quite a few times that game, so that's working out somewhat yeah, that for them. There. But Derek Carr did miss him on that deep touchdown pass that was so overthrown, or so underthrown, I meant, and it was picked off. Yeah, that's true. I mean, hey, uh, Cleo Mack looked amazing, though. The Chargers' defense looked amazing. Herbo looked amazing, not surprised. Keenan Allen left the game early with an injury. I don't have any update on that. I don't know what's going on with him. That's a concern for Chargers fans. Um, but, I mean, you guys looked really good against the Raiders. They have no defense, but, I mean, still. There's an arrival. Division games are always tough, and they were definitely wanting that win, especially after that bitter loss last season. As a Raiders fan, I also don't think you're too worried about losing to the Chargers. Um, you guys played pretty well. I mean, Derek Carr threw three interceptions, sure, but 
you guys have that Devontae Adams, Derek Carr connection. I think you guys are fine. And yeah, Josh Jacobs is healthy after week one. So that is hey. a surprise. that's a huge surprise. I don't know how. I don't know what drugs he's taking. But we need to give this to the 49ers running backs. Um, next up, Giants and the Titans. Um, Saquon Barkley, man. <laughs> Saquon Barkley. Saquads. What do you need to say is Saquon Barkley. We can move on now. Congrats to Brian DeBall. Congrats to the Giants. Really proud of them. Um, yeah, Saquon, dude, he's back. He's him. And I, I said it too. I, I not like on the podcast, but during fantasy drafts, I was telling people like he's dropping to mid second round. I don't know why. Eighteen carries, hundred sixty four yards, one touchdown, comparative to Jonathan Taylor's stats once again, on fewer carries. He's mm-hmm. him. Yeah, even Derrick Henry struggled a lot. This game, oh my, dude. Geno Smith is the second coming of Jesus. Geno Smith started the game, what, 14 for 14, 95 yards, and two touchdowns? I mean, dude, he and balled finished out. the game 23 for 28, 195 yards. Against a really good Broncos defense. I was shocked to see Geno Smith play professional football at that high of a caliber. We wrote him off, but he didn't write back, you know? So, we got to talk about the fact that the fourth and five. Taking a 64-yarder instead of putting the ball in the hand. I want what Nathaniel Hackett is smoking. Does he not realize it's Brandon McManus and not Justin Tucker? Of Russell Wilson, you're paying $250 million and it's five yards and you can pick up. And you have Javante Williams, you have Melvin Gordon, you have Jerry, Jerry Judy. Judy, you have Noah O, and you have Cortland Sutton. And you, I mean, hey. You kick you kick a second longest record field goal. His, his post-game interview goes, yeah, we probably should have went for it. Come on. <laughs> Are you serious right now? Like, dude, I'm you pay Russ all that money. You got to trust Russ in that situation. You run down the clock and kick a field goal instead. I think the Broncos win this game if they go for that and get it. I think the Broncos win this game. Broncos win this game if Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon don't fumble at the goal line twice. God, yeah, they're red zone. They're inside the 10. They were 0 for 3. Because of Bay of Russell Wilson, that boy, he can't score. 10 yards or closer to the end zone. It's not going to happen. I mean, yeah, just look at the Seahawks Patriots, man. All right. Uh, next up, we'll move on to the, um, we'll move on to talk about Lamar Jackson. Uh, before Sunday, Friday, I believe, was the deadline for a contract extension with Lamar Jackson. The Ravens and Lamar did not reach an agreement. There was a contract there, but Lamar wanted more money, rightfully so. Um, is there somehow, some way Lamar gets a contract with the Ravens, they come to an agreement later on down the line, and he stays? Or, like a lot of people are speculating, is Lamar getting traded? 
I feel like looking at it at face value, he was offered two hundred fifty million. That's a lot of money. Um, if they don't come to agreements during the season for the money Lamar wants, I have a feeling he gets traded or is he he's coming up on the end of his contract. So maybe next year he rides it out with them and yeah. then tests free agency. Uh, um I I see a trade, but I don't. I don't see a trade because I feel like Lamar loves the Ravens as an organization. Um, he has a lot of respect for them. But at the same time, you're not helping him win games as a team and as a as an organization. I also don't really see a team in need of a quarterback. Like, the Dolphins can develop Tua. If not, they have Teddy Bridgewater. The Jets have Zach Wilson, who unfortunately... Uh, he hunts MILFs, but he can't stay healthy week one. Or, yeah. He can't stay healthy. Bro just got injured. He was too busy looking for local MILFs. Yeah, I, I don't. I feel like the teams. only place he could go like immediately is if he were traded to the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, but that wouldn't make any sense with the Cowboys because you're not going to get up on Dak like that. Um, exactly. I, I can't see like a team realistically trading for him unless the Dolphins like want to go all in. Um, so yeah, he probably will stay a Raven. I don't think he will leave the Ravens. I'll be very surprised if he does. Um, and we'll have some fun. We'll speculate right now. We'll do a team prediction of what team you think Lamar would go to. I'm going to come out Personally, and say he's going to go to the NFC South, and I could see him going to the Carolina Panthers if a trade somehow does form down the line. Personally, I'm just going to go based off of immediate talent and immediate plausible success. I think he he would go to the Dolphins. Yeah. To have the weapons that the Dolphins have, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, Raheem Mostert, Chase Edmonds, Mike Gesicki, I feel like that would be a spot where he could settle in and just completely dominate. I think the Dolphins are the more like the more probable answer. I just say the Panthers, um, because you can see they're really trying to find that quarterback. You know, they traded for um Sam Darnold last year, they traded for Baker Mayfield this year. They're they're really trying to find that quarterback to put into this offense and to get it moving. A lot of good pieces happen. So I, I, I can't add if to move for that. But in, at the end of the day, if I'm being honest, I think um, I think Lamar Lamar stays in Baltimore. One hundred percent. I don't think he leaves Baltimore. Otherwise, his draft night, I'm gonna bring them a Super Bowl. I promise you that would become a huge meme and completely thrown in his face. Be funny. I kind of want to see that now, actually. <laughs> On to our week two predictions. It's time, Sleet. It, or not Sleet, sorry. I'm Sleet. It's Dang, time, man. Benjamin. It is time for our week two predictions. Starting off with another banger. LA Chargers. Both teams are undefeated right now. Both one and zero. Winner basically takes the top of the division. Who are we picking, Sleet or Benji? Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Who are we picking, Benji? I'm I'm taking the Chiefs. One hundred percent riding with the Chiefs in this game tomorrow. Really? Why? Why? Why is that? As I said earlier, 
Patrick Mahomes, he's going to be locked in and his reads are just going to be on point. Sure, he's playing the Chargers defense, but I don't think that'll be an issue. I think he's going to just be on fire the rest of this year now that he doesn't have to worry about waiting for Tyreek for a bomb. Um, the Chiefs are firing on all cylinders right now, in my opinion. And I, I think they I think they take this game over the Chargers. Yeah, I, I'm going to agree with you on that. I have the Chiefs winning this, and I also have the Chiefs be my fourth-quarter comeback team. Um, it'll be a really close game. Um. Down the line, it'll be a back-and-forth offensive battle. I think the Chiefs, in the end, though, have either the last or second-to-last possession, get that touchdown, take that lead, and the Chargers will either fail scoring or the game will be over by the time the Chiefs score that touchdown. As good as the Chargers are, as good as the offense is, I just think the Chiefs have more experience in general. Um... And I, I think Mahomes wins another MVP this season. Uh, I had Josh Allen, but I mean, if Mahomes keeps this up, bro, five touchdowns already, I mean, he's going to have three or four this game too. So, yeah. Give me the Chiefs. He's, he's definitely on pace. Give me the Chiefs. Um. Oh, God. Why would we have a toilet bowl? Okay. Uh, the Jets and the, and the Browns we have up next. Can, can you see this? I don't have my screen sharing on. Hold on. Let me share my screen so you can see what I'm looking at. All right, can you see this? Uh, it's loading. Yeah, I got right. it. Uh, so we're we're doing Jets and Browns right now. Toilet Bowl. Um, I really don't care who wins this game. Um, do I really think the Browns will start off two and zero? I don't know, bro. I really don't. I don't know. I don't know who's gonna win this game. I couldn't tell you. If I was I betting feeling... money on it, I'm gonna go with the Jets. Yeah, I was going to say, I have a feeling Joe Flacco just pulls this out. I mean, you're playing against Jacoby Brissett and a very almost average Browns defense. I, I think the Jets take this. I think the veteran play of Flacco will just destroy. Yeah, and I also think somebody somebody's going to have a really big game this game. And that's going to be Michael Carter. He played pretty well last week. I think he's played really good this week. And that run game for the Jets, I don't know why. I just have a feeling it's going to be really good this week. Um, I think this is going to be a close game, though. I think the Jets win it like 17-14 or something like that. Um, but give me the Jets. Give me the underdog. Let's get their first win. Come on, Jets. Let's do it. Why not? All right. Washington at the Lions. Benji, two teams uh, that looked pretty good week one. One of them is 1-0. One of them is 0-1. Who do you have winning this game? I think I'm going to be bold here. I think if DeAndre Swift and the Lions play as well as they did this week, they might be able to take this over the Commanders. You got the Lions winning this game. I do. All right. I like the pick. I like the pick. I just don't trust the Lions to look good back-to-back weeks. I really don't. I feel that. Give me the Commanders. I've I've never seen the Lions have back-to-back good weeks since, like, 2005. I don't know. So, uh, give me the Commanders. Give me Carson Wentz. I don't think he's going to be as good as he was last week. But I don't think he will have to be. Um, I think it's going to be a slower-paced game, not as high-scoring. Give, give me the Commanders to win it, though. And they're going to be 2-0. and And they might be at the top of the division after Week 2, which nobody would have thought. 
That would be crazy. All right. This game is actually so interesting. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the New Orleans Saints. Ever since Brady came to the Bucs, he has struggled against the Saints every single time he's played them. Yeah. Man, um... man, man, man. Also, the fact that the Saints had to play um, back-to-back division rivals is crazy. Um, I'm going to go with the Bucs, though. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick to my guns, stick to my guts. Tom Brady is Himothy. Uh, give me the Bucs. I think the Saints are literally might take this game into overtime, though, with as many overtime games we had week one. I wouldn't be surprised if this one went into overtime. Give me the Bucks, though. The Saints, the offense looked so choppy at the beginning of the week. Um, I mean, the beginning of the, the quarters of playing the Falcons. And you just can't get off to a slow start against the Buccaneers. They'll take advantage of that. But give me the Bucks. Give me the Bucks. Who are you going with? Honestly, I think I'm going to go the exact opposite of you. The Bucks have a good defense, don't get me wrong, but if Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry can get started quickly and Jameis is on point, I think we see the Saints pull this one out. Really? You you think if the Saints finished off how they were fin or you think if the Saints play how they finished off against the Falcons, they can pull this one out? I think so, yes. But you have to get Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry started very, yeah. very quickly. Yeah, that, that I mean, it's not ridiculous to say, um, especially because the Bucks seem to always struggle against the Saints. It's not ridiculous to say at all. And plus, Jameis, Jameis Winston is actually a good quarterback. Um, I'm going to stick with Tom Brady, and we'll go, we'll go with the GOAT. We got the, uh, the Panthers against the Giants. Dude, who makes this, these schedules? <laughs> God. Okay. Um, I really don't want to spend too much time on this game, but who who do you think is going to win this game between Carolina Panthers and the New York Giants? I don't see the Giants winning this game. I'm sorry. Saquon's him and all, but I just I don't see them pulling it out against Carolina. I don't think they'll have back-to-back good weeks. Yeah. Yeah, um it's really hard to trust the Giants back-to-back good weeks. But if I'm being honest, I think the Giants have a better head coach right now. Matt Wool has not looked good as a head coach the entire time he's been in uh in Carolina. And as much as I constantly slander the Giants, give me Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones to take this one home and win it. Give it to me. I think the Giants start off 2-0, which once again, nobody saw coming. Uh, I think the Panthers lose and fall to 0-2. And questions start arising. Baker Mayfield, obviously not him. Give me the Giants. Oh, God. Okay. Dude, this is... Like, week one was good. This week is not good. Okay? We have the Patriots playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, I, think this is a, I think this is a game we can pretty easily call. Like, the, like the first games... They were toss-ups. Like, who's going to win? Who's going to win? I think this is the first, like, lock. The Steelers are winning this game. By a landslide. It's over before it even started. The way the Steelers' defense was playing this last week, it's... New England's not going to be able to handle them. Keep up, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if this game's, like, 24-7 and by the... Give me, give me the Steelers. That, that's an easy lock. Is this an easy lock of the week? It's not because the Jacksonville Jaguars actually aren't bad this year. Uh, Jaguars and Colts. 
Not a single team in this division have a win. They all are either 0-1 or 0-0-1. So somebody's, somebody, somebody's walking out with a W. Hopefully, unless they tie again. I wouldn't be surprised. Who do you, who do you I, have winning? I have the Jaguars winning. There's no way. I mean... If if Jonathan Taylor can get on his high horse early and not struggle like he did against a defense like the Texans, they're very similar defenses. Jacksonville has Trayvon Walker, um, they're a very like average defensive line. But if he struggles like that, and if Matt Matt Ryan struggles again as well, I don't think the Colts come out of this game victory with a victory. I have to disagree with you right there. I think the Colts win this game. I think the Colts overthought the first game. I think they were overthinking a ton. They were like, just give the ball to Jonathan Taylor. Just give the ball. I, I didn't think they needed to run Jonathan Taylor into the ground. I think that's why he struggled so much. I think this game, they don't overthink it. They play it smart. Jonathan Taylor only is going to get like 15, 16 carries maybe. Um, and then they're also going to use Naheem Himes a little bit more this game. So Jonathan Taylor's not doing most of the work. Uh, not carrying the, the team on game. his back. Yeah, he, I don't think he can carry this team on the back if they want to win games. He, the ball needs to get spread around. Give me the Colts to win this one. It's going to be a close game, and they'll finally, somebody in this division will finally walk out with the win. This might be the game of the week right here. The Dolphins at Baltimore. Yeah. I don't know. If it's going to be game of the week, we got to see Tua ball out. Might do that. We never know it, Tua. It's, it's, you never know. Like, one week he can look like Daniel Jones, and then next week he can look like Lamar Jackson's little brother. Like, I. He's unpredictable. I'm going to go with the Ravens, though. Give me the Ravens. I think I will also be going with the Ravens. Hey, Lamar. I, I trust Lamar more than I trust Tua. And the Ravens I still defense think, has some studs on that defensive side. So Yeah. I still think Tua will do fine. I think Tyreek will probably go over 55.5 receiving yards. Yeah. I, I think that's a give me. Um, but it'll be a close one for sure. Sure. I'm, I'm definitely going to pick the, uh, the Ravens to win this, though. It's going to be a really close game. It's going to be probably the game of the week. Everyone's going to be excited about this game afterwards. I really don't want to talk about this game. Uh, we have the Rams against the Falcons. The Rams are probably going to obliterate the Falcons. It's going to be a landslide Yeah, there, there's no way the Falcons can keep up with the Rams. Even though the Rams aren't too good, the Falcons are just not that good. They're really, really maybe bad. The, maybe the Rams play like they did against the Bills and they don't get any capitalization. And in the fourth quarter, Atlanta blows a 28-3 lead again. I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised. 28-3, Atlanta's like, oh my god, we might be the reigning Super Bowl champs. And then and then they choke They choke it and the Rams come back and win it. Oh, more choke jokes. Anyways, I'm going to be at this game. Seattle at San Francisco, it's supposed to rain. Only a little bit of drizzle, though. It's not going to be a monsoon like it was in Chicago. Probably not, because I don't want to be sitting in the rain watching us lose. Um, God, I, I really don't know who to pick in this game. Seattle looked stunning on Sunday against a really good Broncos defense, and the 49ers struggled. Yes, it was in a monsoon. But the Bears aren't that good of a roster top to bottom. And they struggled offensively and defensively. I'm going to let you get the first pick on this one because I, I, 
I don't know. I have San Francisco over Seattle for this game. I don't think Geno Smith plays master class football two weeks back to back. I don't want to say it was a fluke because I think he'll be fine down the road, but against our defense, who's underrated, I mean, get Dre Greenlaw off my team and we're fucking, we're incredible, but I I don't think Geno Smith plays incredible ball like he did last week. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm going to I'm gonna stick with the Niners. I'm going to stick with my Niners. I'm not going to lie. Before recording this, I was leaning towards the Hawks. Just, just because of the mental aspect of it. The Seahawks own the 49ers. Yeah, you can say Russell Wilson does. But the Seahawks, since Russell Wilson was there, they own the 49ers. And the 49ers have not known anything else. I think mentally the 49ers know that this is a game they have to win. I just had a feeling that they would overthink it and like do too much. But I think they come down to earth. I think they're going to not be as um, overexcited about this game and, you know, think they're going to win it. Uh, and I think they come out with a W and give me a nice birthday present as a victory over Seattle. <laughs> give it to me. Give me Trey Lance to have a good game. Uh, my only worry is Elijah Mitchell's not playing. We did sign Marlon Mack. Did. And he's not a bad running back. Maybe he, maybe he might get some touches this week. Who knows? Give me the Niners, though. I'm sorry, Seattle. Oh, God. Um, the Bengals and Cowboys. Okay. I'm sorry. I'll say it right now. The Bengals are coming out of this with a landslide victory. Without Dak Prescott, I don't think the Cowboys are going to be able to do anything. You might see Zeke and Tony Pollard get, like, 40 carries all-purpose, but Cooper Rush is not going to be that guy. I, too, am going to go with the Bengals. And I don't think it's going to be because of Joe Burrow. I think Joe Mixon's going to have a really good game. Uh, I think Trayvon Diggs and Jamar Chase is actually going to be a matchup we look for because Trayvon Diggs looked really good against Mike Evans. Uh, think, I think it's going to be closer than a lot of people are anticipating for it to be a blowout just because of I think the Cowboys' defense steps up and makes some plays. I just don't think the offense can ever capitalize on them. I think the Bengals walk out of Dallas with the W. And advance hey, to one and one. Maybe Cooper Rush comes out and surprises us all, and he just maybe has Cooper a Geno Rush Smith is this week. week Geno Smith, exactly. Maybe yeah. every week there's going to be a new Geno Smith player, and this week it's Cooper Rush. I would that would actually be crazy. We had to recon. We had to come back because we actually skipped uh, Houston versus Denver. We're just going to insert this after the Dallas and Cincinnati prediction. Um, give me Denver to win it. I think they bounce back this week, and I think Houston. We'll lose, obviously. What about you, Ben? Yeah, I'm going to go with Denver as well. I don't think Houston's going to be able to stop Russell Wilson. As long as Nathaniel Hackett figures out how to call plays, um, I, I think Denver pulls this out very easily. Yeah, give me give me the Broncos to win this one, for sure. I agree. Uh, speaking of crazy, Cardinals versus Raiders. Going to be a good game. Um. The tough one to choose between. I... I'm going to go with the Raiders, actually. I think the Cardinals will start off 0-2. Give me the Raiders. I think I will also be going with the Raiders. I don't think... I, I think week one, Derek Carr had some jitters, and that's why I threw a couple interceptions. I think against the Cardinals' defense, he's going to lock in. The Him Chargers and Devontae Adams are just going to go crazy. The, than the Cardinals as well. 
Uh, yeah, I have numbers. the Raiders here. Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs, Kay Adams, Hunter Renfro. They'll have a day. And if we're being honest, the Cardinals only have on offense Zach Ertz, I guess, James Conner, and Marquise Brown. Not enough firepower to keep up with the Vegas Raiders. Firepower. Give me the Raiders. And I really I'll throw out a crazy prediction for this game. What's the prediction? I'll throw out a crazy prediction for this game. Josh Jacobs is going to play well in the first half of football and get injured in the third quarter. Probably not. I want fantasy. Let's let's not manifest that, Benjamin. I'm just saying, man. Um, this game. Sunday Night Football. First of all, why is this Sunday Night Football? Nobody wants Aaron Rodgers to throw to Milton. Uh, we have the Bears against the Packers. I don't I'm know. Packers. Aaron Rodgers, he owns the Bears. He owns the Bears. Yeah. Uh, the history there, I just, I think Green Bay comes out. I think Bears, Bears fans and Justin Fields come back to reality. Uh... Get off their not actually that good. Yeah. I think maybe maybe this week we see Christian Watson lock in. Yeah, I I would love to see that. I would love to see that against the Bears. Um Yeah, I don't I don't think the Bears have it in them to pull this one out. If the Bears win this game though, we have to seriously talk about them being in contention to win the NFC North. Yeah, if they if they break if they break the historic record against the Packers, I I, I wouldn't know what to say to be honest. It's not gonna happen though. There's no way. Move on to what the wait what? There's two Monday night football games? What is this? Is this real? NFL schedule going crazy. Alright, well first off we have the Titans against the Bills. Do we have to talk about this game? Like actually? Bills. Give me the Bills. Give me Josh Allen uh, in the Bills. Easily. Tight ends. You guys aren't going to compete. Vikings at the Eagles. Wow. This might be game of the week, actually. Monday night game. Jefferson versus AJ Brown. Kirk against Hurts. Kirk against Hurts. That's going to be a game. Dude, dude, this is a good game, actually. Wait. Wait a minute. Bro, I actually don't know who to choose. It's going to be such a good game. Like, like a part of me wants to go with the Jags. I mean, not the Jags. With the, <laughs> the Jags. Eagles, with the Eagles uh, because, because the, the Vikings defense isn't amazing. But the Vikings have Justin freaking Jefferson. I'll throw out my pick. Go for it. I got the Vikings in this game. All right. Captain Kirk, Jay Jettas. Kirk, Gritty Jettas. I, I think Elvin. they pulled this one out. Hey. I think I'm going to agree with you. I was really close to picking the Eagles for a second. But watching them struggle towards the end against the Lions, you can't do that against the Vikings, especially the Vikings are out for blood this season, it seems like. They are out for blood. You cannot do that against the Vikings because they will take advantage of it. Um, give me the Vikings, actually, yeah. I think Hurts will actually struggle a little bit this game. 
Um, I think the pressure from the Vikings defense might get to his head. Yeah, I think the pressure in general of a primetime game might get to his head as well. Still really young. Give me the Vikings to win it. I agree with you, Benji. And Benji, who is your fourth quarter comeback pick of the week? What team is going to be down in the fourth quarter and they're going to have that game-winning drive to take the lead and win the game? I think we see a really close game with Washington and Detroit. And I have a feeling Detroit will come back in the fourth quarter. Maybe they're down a field goal or a touchdown. I love it. I love that. And they have a game-winning touchdown. Right, those are week two. Are week half right? Um, seven and nine. Once again, that's what I went. Terrible, absolutely terrible. Hopefully, we bounce back this week. But these are honestly a lot of tough games to predict, the tough games to call, especially the beginning of the season. Uh, but we will reconvene next week. We'll see how we did. We'll talk about week three and any other news coming out. Thank you so much for Benji for coming on today. Um, I'll have his social medias down below. Go check out his YouTube channel. He makes great Madden content. Anything else you want to say before we head off today, Benji? The 49ers are Super Bowl champions. Trey Lance is MVP. Uh, that's it. I hope I hope you're right right there. Um, <laughs> but that's going to be all today, folks. You guys have a great rest of your day, and have a good weekend of football.